Praise God. God bless you, Brother Merriman. Come and take your liberty. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Good to be in the house of God. Amen. The Lord does have a way of keeping you humble. Amen. Praise God. He sure does. <laughs> and um, and uh, on that, I still love Brother Regan. <laughs> I do. I love my pastor. Praise God. I was at a church one, one place here. And uh, what I mean by that, I, I was I, after church one night, one of the men came up and said, man, you've really put on weight since the last time I've seen you. Thank you, I think. What do you say? Hallelujah. So God has a way of keeping us humble, Brother Jerry. Amen. I wasn't saying anything, calling you out. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> amen. <laughs> oh, man, Lord. But, uh, amen, I'm thankful. Amen. I'm thankful for the opportunity to serve God. Amen. In His, in his, uh, in his service, in His kingdom. Amen. And um, we're privileged. I'm blessed. Amen. We're favored of God. Amen. What are our alternatives, church? What's our alternative to this? Amen. Is the grass greener elsewhere, or is, is it greener on the outside of the church? Is it greener in another church? Is it, is, what are, what are our, our alternatives? Amen. Are there superhumans elsewhere that, boy, they, they do it right here or there? Amen. I'm telling you, uh, what, what other options do we have? Amen. Amen. But just plant our feet on solid ground. Amen. And trust God. You know, a tree, the Bible says we're as trees that are planted by the rivers of living water. Amen. Brother Nelson, to those trees this Sunday, did they say, you know what? The wind's kind of blowing. I don't like it here. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go. I'm going I'm to plant myself elsewhere. And there may have been a few limbs that come off for that. And, and, but you know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm going to stick this out till my time comes. I'm ready. To, I, I want to go to heaven. Amen. That's what it's about. Making heaven our home. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, you just never know. Amen. We never know. We never know when our time's going to come. Amen. So we got to be very, very careful. A couple weeks ago, amen, a couple weeks ago, um, I was, my and my family, uh, on a Monday night, we're traveling from our home into Gardner to, to grab a bite to eat. And um, popped over the hill. And when we did, there had been a car accident. And, uh, and we were literally within, we were the, I was the first one to the car, man. And, uh, got out, parked the car, went up to the car and I saw the young lady in the vehicle. This was two weeks ago. I, I think it was those of you who, who may have heard the story, but, um, and, uh, nothing we could do. And within a matter of minutes, I sat by her side and I prayed with her. As she departed this life. 26 years old. 25 years old. The very next day was her birthday. That's pretty sobering. I, and at the same time, uh, they, were, they were in Mississippi so, uh, to, to honor the, the young man that passed away in a car accident. Life's very short. Life's unexpected. Amen. The devil could really get us focused on things that really don't matter. Amen. Really, we got to keep our eyes on Him. Look unto Jesus. Amen. The author and finisher. Life doesn't matter who you are. 
Life doesn't matter when the car swerves into your, it doesn't matter if you're, you're that, that person doesn't know, amen, but I'm telling you, we've got to keep our eyes upon him, hallelujah, we've got to keep our eyes, amen, upon the master, hallelujah, we've got to keep our eyes upon the one, amen, that, that knows our tomorrow, oh, hallelujah, amen, I'm telling you, I, I want to keep my, my focus, praise God, I want to get focused upon what's really important. Praise God. Oh, help us tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Looking unto Jesus. Amen. The author and the finisher of our faith. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. In the stormy sea, praise God, Jesus would have passed by. Amen. The Bible says he would have passed by them. Amen. But it was somebody, amen, that finally cried out unto Jesus and said, Jesus, uh, and he came over to them and, and helped them. And, and Peter walked upon the water and amen. But it was somebody in the midst of the storm that was looking for their help. Amen. And they got their eyes upon him. Praise God. Amen. We got to get our eyes on what really, what really, really, really matters. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. There is a good spirit of revival. I do believe, amen, in the church. I really feel good. I really feel there's a presence of God, amen, the anointing of the Holy Ghost when I preach, amen. And um, just to, uh, I just, I believe we've got to realize what we're, we are a part of, amen, recognize who we are, amen, as the children of God, amen. Praise God. Don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed of life. Amen. Praise God. Amen. The darkest hour many times is just before the dawning of the day. Hallelujah. Amen. If you've ever been up at that time or stayed up through the night, amen. It seems like it's never, never going to crack daylight. It just seems like it's just forever going to be dark. Amen. But you know what? God, God set things in motion when he created this heaven and this earth amen and you know what i don't care what we do the sun's going to come back up the sun's going to shine again hallelujah praise god amen 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 praise god hallelujah i feel the holy ghost even here tonight amen praise god praise god amen again thanks bishop riggan for uh confidence in us and thanks to my family for uh, just being a uh, strength to me, Amen, and uh, loving me no matter, uh, no matter what, Amen. They call that no matter what kind, and uh, Amen. So I, I, I thank thankful for them. You know, let's turn to the Word of God, Amen. We don't have, uh, Amen. Don't have a, a long uh, thought here tonight for, uh, but I just want to speak my heart, Amen. Couldn't get away from this. Couldn't get away from this. Luke chapter twenty. Amen. Luke chapter 20, verse 17 and 18. Praise God. Amen. Luke chapter 20. Give you a chance to get there. That should be a pretty easy one. <laughs> Amen. Luke chapter 20, verse number 17. And he beheld them and said, What is this then that it is written? The stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner. Whoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. Amen. Amen. Whosoever shall fall upon that stone shall 
be broken. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Why don't we put our Bibles down and ask the Lord to help us here this after or this evening. Amen. Praise God. We love you. Jesus, we love you. Thank you tonight for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your anointing, your power. Lord, I pray for every soul in this church. I pray for every soul in this sanctuary tonight that the Holy Ghost would get a hold of us. Speak to us, God. Open our hearts. God, open our hearts to receive the word of God. Lord, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from heaven. God, I want your spirit to speak unto us tonight. Jesus, I pray that your will would be done. Lord, I pray, anoint my lips to speak the word. Lord, anoint my heart and my spirit, God, to deliver your word in a way, Lord, that you have given it unto me. Lord, let your glory come into this place. Lord, let us respond according to your spirit. We magnify you. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Why don't you be seated for a little bit tonight? Amen. Amen. Luke writes and, and he says, the stone which the builders rejected, amen, uh, has the same as become the head of the corner. Amen. The builders in construction in the time. Amen. The cornerstone was, was the most important Amen. Part of the foundation, a part of the structure. Amen. The cornerstone. Amen. It was, it was what everything else uh, was laid off of, if you will. What would become square in the building? What would become uh, the, the solid piece that you, they would always come to? If something was not right, they, would, they, they could trace it back to uh, that, that cornerstone. Amen. And so the cornerstone had to be uh, properly set. It had to be proper in its placement. Amen. But the Bible says uh, that he beheld them and they said, what is this then that is written? The stone which the builders rejected. Amen. Uh, those have rejected. Amen. The cornerstone. Amen. Those have rejected in the world have rejected uh, Jesus Christ, the ones that uh, in his day rejected him as the Messiah. They told uh, they, they did not look for him. They were looking for a royal king. They were looking for a political figure. Amen. And so what they were expecting did not match what came. Amen. What their expectation was. Amen. Was not uh, what they received, if you will. Amen. And so they rejected him. Praise God. And, and so uh, we've got to be careful, amen, when we're presented and we have prayers and we pray a prayer and we ask God, amen, to help us or we need a direction in our life or we need uh, God to speak to us in a, in a way. And, and we have in our mind what we need to happen and we have in our mind what we expect in return, amen. We're really what we're wanting to do, amen, is to uh, ask God to sign on to our program and what we want. Amen. And so we say a prayer, not so much as genuinely, God, would you answer? Would you, would you uh, give me direction as in, Lord, this is where I want to go. Lord, would you lead me there? <laughs> Amen. Amen. And so many times uh, I was talking with uh, Sister Nelson on Sunday. And I was talking about the time whenever we, uh, we had not been long here in Olathe. And I was, um, 
I, I was really just praying about my ministry and my calling, and, and uh, I had begun to feel uh, a burden to pastor at the time, and I knew I wasn't ready yet, but I knew it just that's what I felt God was preparing me for. And so I went to Bishop Riggin, and I began to express to him uh, this, this idea of ministry, and, and I had... And you probably, I assume I, you may remember after we, I get done saying it, but I, I went to him just bearing my heart. God, I, yeah, Pastor, I, I just feel that, I, that God's calling me to minister and so uh, to pastor. And so he, he said, well, you know what? I, let me pray and I just, let, let's just think about that. And I, let's pray about that. Amen. So I'm praying for direction. I have a direction of ministry that I'm wanting to go. <laughs> Praise God. I had a direction. I thought, man, the next stop, Pastorville. <laughs> Amen. And uh, so the next week, uh, Bishop Riggin. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I should have rethunk <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> Amen. Because I had a trajectory. I had a thought process. And, and so I had come really uh, with, with what I felt was where I wanted to go. And where I thought I needed to go and where I thought I would end up. And ultimately I did. But it did not come about the way that I thought it would. Amen. Because he came to me the next week and said, I really prayed about this. And uh, he says, what I want you to do, he says, what I really feel you need to do, he says, I think you need to, to join Sunday school. <laughs> and I, I think if you remember, I said, I didn't ask to join Sunday school. Like I legit said, told him, I, I, I don't want to do, I don't want to do that. I don't, I didn't ask to do that. And he, as, as always, just kind of chuckled and said, yeah, I know you didn't ask to do that. He says, but that's what, that's what I, I feel you need to do. And he said, he says, because there's nothing that will prepare you for pastoring like Sunday school, being the director of Sunday school. And uh, man, I left, I, I had, I told my wife, I said, oh my Lord, <laughs> I have no idea what we've done. I said, I, I, don't, I don't want, I had not, I've been youth leader, I'd done all sorts of uh, work with young people, and I was fine, but I had not yet had five kids, and I was not comfortable with little guys. Just didn't, Sister Goff, I'm telling you, first Sunday down there, I was like, oh my Lord, I'm going to step on one of these kids. After about a week, I'm like, I'm going to step on one of these kids. <laughs> Praise God. Hey, I'm going to step on a couple of these kids. Jaheim, where is he at? Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to kick him, but praise God. And, uh, but I, I had a, uh, and, and it, was, it was a direction. It was what I had felt. Amen. I thought I had exactly where I needed to go. Amen. But uh, I'm thankful I didn't reject the direction that I was sent. Amen. I look back and I realize, amen, that that, Sunday school class, there was such an impact. Jaheim was one of our kids that was, I'm telling you, he was one of the kids that, he was one of the worst, he knows this, he was the, one of the worst kids in Sunday school I ever taught. But if you would have asked me, people did, and I said, listen, Jaheim's one of, if I could pick one or two, it'd been Jaheim and Jerome. I said, I love them kids. And, and God put something in me for some young kids that, that just, I, I knew had potential, amen. As God was developing, putting something in me, amen, uh, for those that, they, they, there's nothing they could offer me. 
amen, pastoring, you, you, you do occasionally get someone says, hey, pastor, that was good. Brother Mike, thank you for the many times that I got a, hey, that was a good, good message, and I, I was witnessing and things. But you know what? That's not where it, it started. <laughs> it started with, it started with uh, uh, kids crawling around the floor, screaming and, and, and hollering, amen, in, uh, and, and just was like, oh, my Lord, what, in, what am I doing? How in the world does this have anything to do with pastoring? Amen. They rejected the stone that was sent. They rejected the builders, had rejected, amen, what uh, had come their way. Their prayer, amen, uh, their, their re- what they had received, they did not feel matched what was their expectation. Hallelujah. Oh, how I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. Just talking. I'm help, I hope I'm going to help somebody in this place because I, I believe that what God, amen, and what you may have been praying and what you have prayed for in your life, uh, I think uh, what you're receiving isn't quite matching what you've been praying for. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling you. Amen. What you're getting in life just doesn't quite line up to the glory you thought it was going to be. Amen. Just what you had expected, amen, out of your prayer and out of your fasting and out of all of that, you look and say, that's not, man, I must not have prayed correctly. I must not have asked God for the right thing and, and God must not have heard me. Amen. But I'm telling you, it was the experience, uh, amen, in the years that I led Sunday school, the Sunday school department in this church, amen, that uh, uh, I am telling you, I w- uh, prepared me in more ways it, it, for pastoring and pastoral ministry than anything that I could have imagined. And that's what my pastor told me, and I trusted him, amen. And I tried my very best to do my best, amen, and accept the fact that, hey, my prayer was this, amen, but to get to there, I'm going to have to go the direction God's going to lead me, amen. Oh, hallelujah, amen. The builders rejected Jesus, The builders, the religion of the day rejected the Messiah. Amen. They were praying for him. They wanted him to come. There was persecution. Amen. There was a, there was a government, a Roman government. Amen. That was taxing them to death. Amen. It was causing them so much problem. And they said, we, oh, God, send that Messiah. Send the Savior. I, we need a Savior. Amen. And, but what was sent to them was a baby. Wrapped in swaddling clothes. It looked nothing, amen, like a king that they needed to deliver them from the taxation, amen, that was upon them. Amen. How is this child going to deliver me, amen, from a Roman governor? How is this child going to deliver me from the hurt that I'm facing? Oh, how is this child, amen, how is he, how is Jesus going to fix my problem? My problem is much bigger, amen, than some little baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. He's much bigger than a carpenter's son. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, the problem was all they ever saw him as, amen, was a carpenter's son. All they ever saw him as, amen, was a little child. Isn't that the carpenter's son? Isn't that Jesus? Isn't that just that little boy that used to run around oh hallelujah hallelujah and they rejected him hallelujah they rejected the very thing amen that came to save them 
Oh, hallelujah. They rejected, amen, the very uh, promised one. They came, uh, he came uh, to, to save, uh, to seek and to save that which was lost. Oh, hallelujah. To heal the brokenhearted. Oh, I mean, uh, to deliver the captive. Amen. To, to open the blinded eyes. Oh, hallelujah. But all he did for some people was make them angry. All he did for, for those of that day who thought they had it all together was make them mad. You're messing up my life. You're messing up. You're, pre, you're talking against what I think should be going on right now. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. The stone which the builders rejected, the same became the head of the corner. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I don't know what you face in your life. Don't know what you're up against. Amen. I'm just going to talk from personal experience. Uh, amen. And uh, uh, Jesus is and should be when he is your cornerstone. Amen. Everything else will fit right into place. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, if he is not the cornerstone of your life, uh, amen, uh, because we could replace him, uh, amen, with our worry. <laughs> And everything could be built off of our worry. All of our future plans could be built off of worrying about tomorrow. We can remove him from that cornerstone and replace a man in our life. It says, you know what? Jesus ain't cutting it because I pray nothing's happening. I'm just going to sit and worry about it. I'm going to just sit and try to figure it all out on my own. Oh, and then everything in your life is starting to be built upon the cornerstone, amen, of doubt and question and worry. And you can have any, you name whatever cornerstone you want to place there. You put fear, amen, you put depression, you put uh, anxiety, it doesn't matter, amen. I'm telling you, those things don't belong as the cornerstone of your life. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost, amen. Those things should not be, amen, the cornerstone of your life. Because if you make it the cornerstone of your life, everything in your life will be flavored with whatever that cornerstone is. I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place today. Hallelujah. If you put fear, amen, every time you come to church and ask your pastor, amen, you're going to fear your pastor. You're going to fear uh, getting close to saints. You're going to fear, amen, of losing your job. You're going to fear everything in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, help me tonight. Amen. Oh, I'm telling you, you've got to be careful what you place at the cornerstone of your life. I'm telling you, you've got to be careful. Oh, amen. I'm talking, I'm, the Holy Ghost is here tonight, and you, oh, I'm hoping you're listening. Amen. Amen. Because what the, was meant to be at the cornerstone, amen, they rejected. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, somebody tonight needs to replace, amen, what you have as the foundation of your life with that cornerstone called Jesus. Whenever, whenever fear comes, you turn to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. When you worry about tomorrow, you say, you know what? I'm not going to worry because I'm on Jesus. I'm standing upon the cornerstone. Hallelujah. When you start to be depressed about life, when you start to feel depression creep in, you don't have to live in that state of depression because that's not have to be your cornerstone anymore. 
you can remove it and you can place joy and peace in the Holy Ghost oh hallelujah that's what God desires it doesn't matter what comes what may come oh my child is dead the one that was promised what is all well is it well with your child all is well it is well yeah but your son is at home dead on his bed yeah but it's all well how can you say that because I have a cornerstone named Jesus and I know that he's going to take care of it I know that whatever comes it's going to be all right oh hallelujah I'm telling you what you need to reject all the other cornerstones you need to reject all the other options you need to take that one and rebuild what you've started building Oh, help us tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I've been in construction my whole life. Amen. Well, not like one, but you know what I mean. Amen. Most of my adult career, I've been in construction, and I have heard stories where they have built entire buildings, Brother Goff, entire structures. Amen. But when they get to looking at the engineering of that building, amen, they realize this isn't right. This is going to fall. The calculations weren't done. The bolts aren't correct in the steel. And, and well, they say, we've condemned it. It's not even done. It's condemned because it's not safe to live in. It's not safe to inhabit this building. Oh, how... Oh, come on, somebody, hear me tonight. Amen, I'm telling you, they would they have condemned, amen, buildings with a steel structure, 20 stories, 30 stories high in the sky, and said, it's not livable. It's not safe. It cannot stand in the winds because the calculations were wrong and they weren't built with the proper bolt or the steel size is too small. I'm telling you, what they begin to do is they begin to disassemble that structure a piece at a time until they get back down to the bottom. Amen. And they reevaluate. And then they say, what do we got to do to build a safe structure? What do we got to do, amen, to build a structure that that'll stand amen when the winds come what do we got to do and they begin to to figure and calculate and they say here's what we got to do we got to we got to have larger bolts we've got to add bracing that we didn't calculate for oh come on you need bracing in your life you need a support in your life oh man i'm telling you Bishop, this is not what I come to preach. That scripture is not where, this is not where I was going. But I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is trying to help you. Amen. This is the spirit of revival. This is going to bring revival. Because there's too many trying to make it on their own. Oh, my God. Without the proper bracing. Without the proper support. Without the proper help that you need. Amen. That's why they put it in the building code, Brother Jerry. Brother Nelson, you understand. You've got to have hurricane strength. If you're going to live on the coast, you've got to have tornado uh, uh, requirements and strapping and bracing. If you're going to live in the Midwest, California, you've got to have uh, earthquake uh, controls. 
Hallelujah. And if you're going to live in the, the kingdom of God, you've got to have your bra bracing of your family, of your church family. You've got to have your support. You've got to be able to lean on your pastor and your pastor's wife. Oh, they're your support. They're your help. They're your strength. They're not your adversary. They're the ones going to keep you when the winds blow, when the storms come, and the earth starts shaking. You've got to brace. You've got a family of God that's there to help you, not to hurt you. Oh, come on. We got to tear down what we've built. It's way up high in the sky. And everybody, take a look at me. Yeah, but it's broken. It's not going to stand. It looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. It's going to be a nice building. But it's built upon the sand. Oh, help us tonight. It's built upon a sandy foundation. Hallelujah. We need some bracing. Too many have fallen to the wayside. Oh, God, help us tonight. Too many, amen, of children's, children of God, too many saints of God are falling to the wayside. They don't have, and they have not placed the right support, amen, in their life that they needed. When things got hard, amen, in a steel structure, in today's, by today's standards, amen, when there is a fire, when there is a fire, uh, it is built in such a way that this section of of the, uh, of the steel. I mean, I'm talking 20, 30, 40, 50 stories high. It big steel structures. When one portion of the structure uh, will collapse, uh, the entire design is built so that the remaining structure could keep it. Amen. So to allow everyone to escape safely. It's not going to last forever, but there's enough support there. Amen. For you to find safety, to get to a safe place. Uh, amen. I'm telling you, too many, too many are living for God. Amen. All by themselves and have no support unwilling to allow themselves to be supported by anybody I'm fine I can handle it oh God hallelujah Amen. I'm telling you, God is for you. Amen. God is for you. In that chief cornerstone, when you put Jesus first, when you make him the center, when you make him that cornerstone, from there, oh, it's just natural. The next, amen, the next stone of the foundation, amen, is your man of God. Amen. And then on this side, he's got the word of God. Amen. Then you've got the spirit of God. You've got the family of God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you tonight. Oh, God, help us. Amen. They rejected everything that was there to help them. Oh, my God. I feel this so strongly in my spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm trying to encourage you tonight. The struggle, amen, is because the cornerstone doesn't reflect, amen, the cornerstone that ought to be. Hallelujah. It's been so easy as a crutch, amen, to lay upon oh, that, that discounted cornerstone, if you will. There's no cutting corners, amen, in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. There's no cutting corners on the cornerstone. Oh, hallelujah. In your life, if you're going to invest in anything, that's the one thing you got to go all in. Amen. When you remodel your house or you build a house, you might want to, you might can go cheap on carpet, 
you might can go cheap on trim or something of the sort. Fixtures, water, you know, faucets and toilets. And you, you, you might skimp on those areas. Amen. But there's definitely, amen, the area of the foundation you don't want, amen, to skimp on. Hallelujah. You want to build it per plan. You want to have the right uh, foundation. Uh, you want to have the rebar, amen, correctly, correctly sized uh, and correctly spaced, uh, amen. You want to have the right mix, uh, amen, of cement uh, to sand to rock uh, and to water. Oh, there's a whole lot that goes into it, uh, amen. And then when it gets placed, uh, you want to make sure uh, it's uh, uh, condensed, uh, amen, and it's all settled in just right. Uh, and you want to make sure it cures out, uh, amen, so it gets maximum strength. Uh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, we too many times uh, too many times uh, are more concerned amen with what's going up top uh, of the ground oh but we have got to understand amen what Jesus has brought uh, into our life uh, oh much of the foundation it's what lies under the surface uh, it's not what people come in and see uh, oh hallelujah you don't know what kind of foundation you have until you start to crumble and when you start to waver and you're, you're not strong on the surface. There's a wrong, faulty foundation. Oh, help us tonight. I think about this, the Burgess family losing any child. Anyone, Bishop Howard lost, lost two children in one year. You look at men, you look at families who have gone through traumatic, dramatic, undescribable, describable, horrible things. But you know what? It may look like all the trouble around, but you know what? These men are standing. They're standing. Why? Did you hear Bishop Howard talk about his testimony? He said, you know what the devil told him? Just give up. Just turn the church over. Give up. Surrender. Stop. You know, just. And he says, you know what? No. That's not what this church is built on. This church is built on revival. And he had, a, he had a foundation, amen, whenever everything in his life began to fall apart, he stood firm. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, amen, you don't know what, uh, you may conceal the foundation for a period of time, amen, but when the, when the building starts to lean, when it starts to crumble, amen, when the building inspector comes along and says, hey, this ain't right, uh, this is going to fall uh, when the winds come, uh, oh, hallelujah, then you can't hide it anymore, uh, amen, then you can't hide the fact, uh, amen, that the foundation isn't that chief cornerstone, uh, amen, that everyone thought it was, uh, oh, hallelujah, but uh, what, a, what a wonderful grace uh, that God gives us tonight, amen, that he can come and he can take away everything that we have placed already. And he can, he can take us down, amen, to nothing. And he can, he can remove all of those, uh, uh, those unwanted pieces out of our foundation, amen. And, and if we let him, he'll, he'll come into our hearts and our life tonight. Oh, and he'll become that chief cornerstone. Oh, help us. Hallelujah. We read in Luke 20 that the builders rejected the stone. But it goes on, and that isn't where we ended. It says, whosoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken. But on whomsoever it or that stone shall fall, it will grind them to powder. So that stone in our life, we have two options. The way I see it, we have two options. 
We can either choose, we can choose to fall upon that stone and be broken. Isn't that, isn't that sound like either, it's either that or that stone will fall on us and we will be ground to powder. Hallelujah. So you have a choice. We have a choice. Either we take who we are and we fall upon him and be broken. Or we refuse and reject the stone. And ultimately that stone will fall upon us and we will be ground to powder. To be broken, amen, doesn't mean necessarily to, you take a stick and you break it in half. It's not quite what it's talking about here. But it really means uh, to be broken uh, to pieces or to shatter, to separate or cause to separate into pieces as a result of a blow, a shock, or a strain. And listen, to be broken is really better to be understood as, as being disassembled. And the individual parts of what was once a whole thing are now taken apart. Hallelujah. Jesus said you can either choose to fall upon that stone and be broken. You can, you can choose it tonight. You can choose it tonight to say, God, I'm willing to fall on my face before you. And allow you to take every part of who I am and disassemble me. And take apart everything that I am. My family, my job, my life, my pride, everything. I will fall upon you and I'll be broken. I'm, let, me, let me tell you from experience, uh, being broken is not easy. And when you pray, Lord, I want to be a willing vessel. And when you pray to God, God, would you fix me? Would you help me overcome what I'm facing? Would you help me deliver me from what I'm dealing with? You understand when you fall upon God and fall upon that stone, you're asking God, God, I want you to help me. And you're saying, God, I'm willing to be broken. You're not understanding what I'm saying here tonight. You're willing to be disassembled piece by piece and allow God to take apart everything in your life. But you know when that happens, it's not what we thought we were praying for. It's not what we expected when we asked God to help us deal with fear in our life. It's not what we thought would happen when we prayed, God, would you help me face my depression? We result in being taken apart, Bishop, in our life. Amen. The only way that God can take out that bad part is to disassemble the whole. And then take out that peace that you've prayed about. If you're willing to allow him, but you've got to accept the disassembly process.
You've got to be willing to say, okay, this is God taking me apart. This is God working upon me. Hallelujah. But too many times we see the process of being broken and disassembly and say, God must not care. God doesn't love me. This church doesn't care. This and that and this and that. And we're rejecting the stone and the process of being broken. But I promise you, your answer is in the spirit of brokenness. Allow yourself to be broken. Allow your life to be taken apart. It's not fun. It's not easy. It doesn't feel comfortable. Oh, Amen. I'm talking from experience uh, in my life as well. Uh, amen. The details don't really matter to you as much as I'm telling you. Uh, amen. I understand what it's like. Uh, amen. To feel this is where you're going. Oh, awesome. Amen. But the process uh, of disassembly begins. The process begins. Amen. And immediately in our flesh, we begin to go, God, no, that's not what's going on in my life. How could this be your will? How could you really be in this? But I'm promising you, in the process of disassembly, oh, he is in the one that lovingly is taking your life apart. He is the one, amen, that sees, amen, that, that those bolts, if you will, that just aren't going to do for the storms of life that are going to come. But I had to be taken apart. Yes, you do. If you want to stand when the time comes, let me take you apart. Let me take everything thing that you hold dear oh god i submit to your will whatever you desire spirit of brokenness that's really what i kind of talked to us tonight about couldn't get away from it couldn't get away from it tonight oh hallelujah because you know if we refuse the spirit of brokenness and willingness amen to fall upon the stone Jesus said, amen, on whomsoever the stone falls, it'll grind them to powder. Broken is just taken apart. Broken is just disassembled. Broken is just, a, uh, it, it's like, a, it's like a Legos and, 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 and you take them apart. You haven't destroyed the Legos. You've just taken them apart. Amen. But when something becomes ground to powder, oh, it means to reduce something amen to small particles amen or powder by crushing oh god help us tonight amen because if we refuse amen the, the disassembly or the broken process and the and say you know what i, I reject amen the spirit of brokenness that's not I, I just i'm fine the way that i'm structured i'm fine with what's uh, under my feet i'm fine with the way uh, things are i'm comfortable this way amen amen but we're still unwilling to allow god to take out pride Amen. And to take out, uh, amen, uh, iniquity. And to take out that lawless uh, spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, there are some ways, only some ways that God can get things out of some of us. Oh, and I'm telling you, there are some attitudes. And there are some spirits. And there are some things. Oh, Jacob. What's your name? Deceiver. Well, you know what? I'm going to take that out of you and I'm going to make you. I'm going to change that deceptive attitude. I'm going to change you and I'm going to make you. Oh, awesome. I'm not going to be a deceiver anymore. Yeah, but it's not going to come the way you think. 
But God, don't you want me to be better? Don't you want me to, to not be a deceiver? Yeah. But there's only one way I'm going to get that out of you. The Bible says that he touched the hollow of his thigh with tremendous pain. In such where he was wrestling, that angel, that he, he almost lost the fight and lost the will to hang on. I got a feeling that that was the intention. The angel wanted to see how much do you want to really change? How much do you really want a name change, an attitude change, a spirit change. How much really do you want victory, Jacob? How much do you really want deliverance? Uh, amen. Well, I'm hanging on. Yeah, how about I put some pain in your life? How about I touch your hip uh, and the hollow of your thigh and make it just God? God, what was that for? Why do I, why that now? Why that? Why the pain? Because I'm trying to disassemble who you are. But he held on, and he didn't let go to the point where the angel said, listen, you've got to let me go. You've got to let me go. And he said, I'm not letting you go till you bless me. Amen. I'm not leaving this place the way I came. I'm not coming back to my brother the way I left. I'm not going, I'm not going back. Amen. I don't want, I, you're changing the foundation. You're changing how I walk. You're changing how I talk. You're changing, amen, well, everything about me before I let you go. He said, okay, I'll bless you, but you're just going to have to let me go. I, I've got to get back to where I came from. Amen. And he changed his name to Israel. Amen. And he became the father, amen, of the children of Israel. Amen. I'm talking to day we've got to accept amen a spirit of brokenness we've got to allow God in amen because if not oh then he said that he's going to fall upon you what you thought you didn't want to endure through the broken process will come a grinding process something broken can be repaired but something that's ground into powder cannot. Hallelujah. Lord, help us tonight. I'm about done. If musicians would come. I mean, I, I sense the, the somberness, the, the spirit of this message today. Is, I believe it's touching somebody's heart. Amen. But I'm not naive enough to believe that I also feel this. Possibly some that are rejecting the cornerstone. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus tonight wants us to make him that true foundation and that true cornerstone. Because when you make him that cornerstone, when everything goes wrong, you can look back and go, oh, he, he, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still along. I'm still in line with the cornerstone. Jesus has still got me in his hands. Amen. But when we look back and say, oh, yeah, this happened. We look back and we see worry and fear. And, oh, man, it just, uh, uh. but when we can look back and say, no, I don't have to worry anymore. Amen. And we allow ourselves to be broken. The Bible says in Psalms 34 and 17, the righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as one of a contrite spirit. Hallelujah. Our life is assembled the way we've already, we, we've put it together. We've fashioned it. It's built the way we've designed it. We've allowed the things, the hurts, the pains, the situations of life to dictate how, how the structure has been built. Amen. But Jesus said, listen, 
There are those who hear my word and obey them. Those are the ones that are the, as the man who built a house upon a rock. And the ones that hear my word and reject my word are the ones that have been built upon the sand. And in that day, I'm going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Oh, hallelujah. What a tragedy. Amen. What a tragedy of life. Uh, amen. To be unwilling. Amen. To fall. Amen. With the spirit of brokenness upon the rock of Jesus Christ uh, and allow him. Amen. To build. I'm telling you what you're enduring today may not be a rejection uh, or, or, or what you think it is. It's not a rejection of God or, or a disdain from God or a hatred from God. I'm telling you what we're going through amen what you're going through isn't because you're you're uh, uh you've you're wrong and god's punishing you no i'm telling you it very well may be simply god trying to take your life and separate it into pieces and be able to look and say okay that one that one's got to go doubt doubt needs to go pride pride Need to take pride out. Iniquity. Need to get iniquity out. Fear, man. Worry. Spirit of depression. Man, those things just don't belong. They just don't belong. God doesn't want them there. So what you're going through right now, why the hurt? Why the pain? It's the disassembly process. And whenever you're going, the Bible says, when I am overwhelmed, and I don't remember exactly, it's not on my notes, but it says, when I'm overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I don't know how many times my wife and I have just sat and thought, God, I'm just overwhelmed. Lord, we're just overwhelmed. We don't know. I don't know what's going on, but you've got to lead me to the rock. That's much higher than I am right now. If you can just lead me to a solid place, I'll lay upon that rock and just weep. Because I know if I can get into your presence, everything will be all right. Hallelujah. But you know... If, 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 I, if I didn't have that rock to stand on, I, I don't know what I would do, Bishop. I don't know where I'd turn. I don't, I don't know what I, I, I'd, I'd quit. I'd walk away. I'd, I'd give up. But no, no. I'm telling you, God, disassemble me if you have to. But do not grind me to powder. Let's stand tonight. You know, God showed Jeremiah that took him to the potter's house and, the, and, he, and he saw the potter working to work on the, on the wheels. And, but that, that clay was marred in the hand of the potter. But he showed Jeremiah, but he made this potter, he, 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 things got messed up within the clay. There was, there was something wrong with the clay. It was marred. It was messed up. And so the potter said, you know what? What I'm going to do, I'm just going to take this off. I'm going to start... I'm going to beat this clay back into a lump. I'm going to work it back into to where I started. I'm going to start all over again. You know, sometimes I felt like that lump of clay. <laughs> Bishop, I know you have. I know we have. Every, I'm telling you, if you live for God, 20 minutes, you're going to go through a rough time. Because it's life. 
But you know, with that lump of clay, it, it, I wouldn't have wanted him to finish it. I wouldn't have wanted God, that, that pot. Would, would you have wanted the potter to finish that, that piece of clay that was marred and messed up and put it in the oven and let it be cooked and baked that way and hardened? Once it's hardened, there's no way of fixing it anymore. Once it becomes hardened, there's no way to make it again a new vessel. But as long as that clay, the master could take that clay and say, you know what? It just isn't, something's just not quite right. And while it's still pliable, he takes the, stops the wheel, stops the wheel and starts just kind of mashing that clay back into a big pile and says, let's try this again. And he starts working that wheel, spinning that wheel and he gets it right every time oh hallelujah tonight don't know where everyone i don't i'm telling you i i i'm i'm trying to just find the mind of god every service i i i'm telling you i I want god to speak in every service and i feel tonight god's just saying hey would you fall on me and accept this this process i've got you in the process I'm trying to trying to I'm trying to break you apart and put you back together. Amen. I'm trying to make you again a new vessel. Hallelujah. But you know, in the book of Job, Job 23 and 10 says, But he knoweth the way that I take, and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. That's God's plan. That's what God is trying to do in your life. But we too often reject what God is trying to do in our life. Oh, hallelujah. Why don't we gather tonight as a, as a family, as a church, as a... You know where you are today. You know where you, you're, you've been. You know what you're facing. You know what you're, you're up against. But I, I, I ask you tonight, if you could really accept and, and, and embrace the spirit of brokenness and say, God, I'm willing for you to disassemble me. Break me down into my individual parts. Listen, I understand. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God, help me. Amen. I, I, I'm telling you, I've been, I've been through some, some, some breaking. God took away a job that I had and a good job. And, but you know what? God said I didn't need that one. My pastor said it. He didn't feel good about it. God took it out of me. I said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So you might have some things that look like they're going to, oh, God, this can't be your will. But I'm telling you, you get a spirit of brokenness. You'll look, you'll look down and go, God, is this? Okay. God, if you've got to take it. If you, Isaac, take my only son, Isaac, and, and take him to the top of the mountain and sacrifice him. I've got to sacrifice my child. Oh, my Lord. What? Yeah, yep, that's what I'm asking you. And so what does he do? He doesn't sit and argue with God. He looks down and says, okay, God, I'm trusting you. And he takes his son, and he takes some sticks, and he takes the fire. Amen. And starts walking up to a mountain. Why? To... to sacrifice his child to God 
And his son says, Dad, what are you doing? What's going on? We're trusting God, son. We're trusting God. He'll provide himself a sacrifice. He'll do it for us, son. I know he will. I know he I don't understand why we're facing what we're facing. I know it looks like we're going through a really hard time. But understand, son, when we get to the top of the mountain, we get on top of this rock. God's going to take care of it. And when he got up there, he was ready to draw the knife and to slay his son. And God said, hey, stop. I see now that you have every bit of trust in me. I see now, amen, that you trust me. And so you don't have to do what you're doing. You look over in the thicket. I'm going to provide a ram. I'm providing another way. Amen. But you allowed me to take everything from you. God, take whatever you want. Take my children. Take my everything. Take whatever. Tonight, God wants there to be a spirit of brokenness. Why don't we close our eyes all across the sanctuary? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let's turn to him. Come on, let's turn to him tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Turn to Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Oh, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Don't reject the trial. Don't reject your situation. Don't reject it. Don't excuse it away. Oh, but trust in Him that when you are tried in the fire, you're going to come forth as gold. Let's worship the Lord tonight. Let's fall upon that rock. Hallelujah. Let's fall upon Him.